Hey folks, I'm Stephen Peterkins, and this is episode 332 of the Peterkins Podcast. Today, we're going to talk about the irony of the game Monopoly. If you've grown up in North America, there's a good chance that you've played the board game Monopoly before. There's also a good chance that you've never even finished a full game of Monopoly, as it's a very long, drawn-out game that takes ages to finish. The premise of the game is quite simple. You traverse around the board, landing on different properties that you can buy, or they're already owned by other people. If they're owned by other people, you have to pay that person, and the game ends when one person obtains all the money from the other players. The game itself has an interesting history. American anti-monopolist Lizzie Maggie created the game as an educational tool to illustrate the negative aspects of concentrating land in private monopolies. She took out a patent in 1904, in which her game was called The Landlord's Game, and she started self-publishing the game in 1906. Several variants of the board game were developed over 25 years, which all revolved around buying land for development and charging others for it. The game first became Monopoly when a man named Charles Darrow ripped it off pretty blatantly after playing the game with some family friends. He asked for a set of written rules after playing it and afterwards went on to distribute basically the same game, which he called Monopoly. Shortly after, Parker Brothers, a large toy and game manufacturer, bought the game's copyrights from Darrow. After learning that he wasn't the only inventor of the game, the company bought the rights Uh, to Maggie's patent for a cool $500. That's roughly about $10,000 for a game that she had kept patented for almost three decades. Under the marketing and production capacities of Parker Brothers, the game would go on to sell over 275 million copies and be played in over 114 countries all around the world. It is rather funny to me that a game meant to illustrate the negatives of monopoly and private ownership created so much wealth for a private company. Not only that, but the reason that it was so successful is that it illustrated how fun it was to be a monopolist. But beyond that, it's just a testament to the system's flexibility in appropriating and commodifying critiques of itself to then sell back as merchandise. I'm sure we're all familiar of the popularity of the Che Guevara t-shirts, who I can tell you was not a fan of capitalism to say the least, but that didn't stop the t-shirt from making so much money. Even in our modern cultural climate, progressive messages that support LGBT groups or Black Lives Matter can become marketing vehicles for companies who are trying to just further their brands and attract more business. If there's profit in it, any message is up for sale in the free market. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you later.